0: Good. Perfect. We'll just give it a moment or two, just so we can get some people populated in here. Uh, Oh, you do it live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is live. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's going to be live, recorded, and then um, edited at the end, and then uploaded as an episode of O Word with Corey Elijah. Okay, nice. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Jordan, Jordan, man. It's been... um, We've known each other for a little bit now, man. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, well, we met during the protest last yeah, year, so it's been about a year that we've been knowing each other. Yes, it has. It took a little bit, before, you know, for us to like properly introduce each other to, oh, our, yeah. to each other, but but you know, especially with everything going on, that's completely understandable. But we've oh, uh, yeah. we've met some. Well, especially some cool when
1: you're live streaming or taking pictures, you're kind of in the moment. It's right. hard to sometimes it's hard to socialize.
0: Yeah, most definitely. But hey, everyone out there, how's it going? Uh, we're doing a live episode of O Word with Corey Elijah. Let me put that down before I fidget with that, the entire episode. <laughs> uh, but I am here with Jordan Pauley of Crimson Jester Productions. Uh, you have a very special show going on next Friday, if, I believe, if I I'm do. correct, right? I uh, do. Friday, August 27th. Yep, at um, Public Brewery. Yep, down at Public Brewery, just you know, down the street from where. Literally a block away. <laughs> yep, you know, so downtown Kenosha should be a great show. It's been a while since uh, you've you've put on year a year and a
1: half. This is my first show i produced in a year and a half. I'm, That's I'm, why I went all out for this one. I'm
0: excited because I was I was at your last show before everything like
1: oh. Was that the Hat Trick Show? Yeah,
0: the Hat Trick Show,
1: where they they decide to have somebody's birthday party there without telling us, and they just <laughs> had the jukebox going over the community. Conven- oh, that was a shit show. Uh, that well, I felt bad for everyone involved. I,
0: I mean, I appreciated it just because I kind of felt like that was like it felt probably right. like the last thing, like the world was crumbling in on us, and then you know. We had comedy. You know? <laughs> so that was literally the last thing that I went to before I was okay. like isolated for months. So right, yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you enjoyed
1: the show. <laughs> for sure. That was, uh, that was a rough one. That was a rough one.
0: So, uh, man, before we uh, get into the show and, you know, we, we talk about all that, man, I, I'm really interested with you as a person. That's why, you know, I wanted to do this, because not only are you a comedian, like, i that's the first thing I knew you as, yeah. but, but I didn't know you right i oh, saw yeah. the show i didn't know you like i was like okay i knew of you because you know you were putting on the shows and all that stuff and i, I love comedy so i was drawn to that but i didn't know you personally and then seeing you out and about kind of you know in right. a more in a ser- different life, yeah like a more serious setting i guess you could say you know yeah. um but you know you're still being yourself. But you know you being a photographer and going out there and taking some amazing snapshots and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely like, captured
1: uh, uh, some powerful moments last year.
0: Some some great shots. Some great shots. And you've been continuing to do that. You know even you know trying to stay out there after after all that collaborating, uh, working with Daniel Thompson at the Uptown Observer and stuff oh, yeah. like that. You know. So I mean, let us. I I want to know. I wanna know Jordan. Like so are you from are you from Kenosha originally? Where are you you know
1: Originally I'm from Winthrop Harbor.
0: Okay. But we moved
1: here when I was five, so I just say Mm. I'm from Kenosha.
0: See, I respect that because like growing up like you know like being in middle school or in high school like you always run into people from like illinois or whatever they're like man i'm from chicago oh yeah But it's like bro (laughs) i've known you since you were like five years old you've always lived in wisconsin (laughs) what are you talking i mean i suppose you're from chicago so i i mean i respect that
1: you only visited your aunts during the summers (laughs) it doesn't count
0: (laughs) man so you're from the harbor originally i moved here when you were five yeah
1: parents divorced mom moved here dad stayed in illinois Mm. But yeah, it's not. I have no ties to Illinois, really. It's I just say I'm from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Packer fan. Uh, don't really watch sports.
0: <laughs> Ooh, nice. So all right, so okay. I mean, I respect that. I I just recently kind of got a, uh, I've got a bug for. I, maybe it was because of the isolation where I just like got oh, okay. like real in depth and like analytical stuff. So I got like really into basketball throughout all of this. But yeah, I'm not. I'm a Packers fan. But it's solely because, for one, I'm from Wisconsin, so yeah. I just pick Wisconsin to, teams yeah. by default. Got a root for the home team. And, like, growing up, my grandma really loved the Packers okay. and watched football faithfully every, you know, every Sunday. So I just, you know, I'm gung-ho because of that. Really. See, I
1: think I had the opposite effect because my dad tried to push sports on me heavily as a kid, mm. and it just wasn't having it. So, mm. like, yeah, I think that kind of true. you are like,
0: meh. <laughs> so how was, uh, how was school for you?
1: Uh, well, I went to a Lutheran school from first to eighth grade, so it was a nightmare.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) What what school?
1: Uh, Frieden's Lutheran.
0: Okay, all right, okay. I know, I know. Yeah, it's not that far away.
1: It's, uh, uh, yeah, partially prior to the reason why I don't go to church anymore (laughs) either. (laughs) Mm. There's definitely a lot of influences that stop me from enjoying things as a kid.
0: Mm. What, What was that invite? Especially, I don't know, that's... Friedman's was in like a, I don't want to say like a weird spot, but it's, I mean, it's not a, a bad spot, but where it is, like, that was when it, oh. when it was off of Washington, right? It's, uh. Because I remember like initially they had a, their school was like off of Washington and I think they moved, they relocated the was, school or something. I
1: wasn't there if they were by Washington. I've always known it as uh, by San Luis.
0: Oh, okay, all
1: right. Okay. Which, uh.
0: Oh, I think I might, I think I might have things mixed uh, up. Oh, okay, I might, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, that I, I know what big you're church about. thing
1: yeah. by saying, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was the school I went to. Uh. I don't know, it's kind of weird because, like, once a month the corner store by us would just be surrounded by cops because somebody robbed it and we'd mm. be outside during recess and it's like, all right, be <laughs> like, all right, kids, come inside. And we're like, what's going on? We want to watch. Mm. But, yeah, no, it's a. I don't know. It was a, it was a different schooling experience, I think. Definitely, a, our science books mention God and creation a lot. Mm. History books ended right after World War II. It was
0: uh, a <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. They probably could
1: have changed some things up a little bit.
0: It sounded kind of a little like Texas or whatnot, but a little bit, a little
1: mm. bit. It's uh, if if a science book didn't have an answer, they'd shoehorn God into it somehow.
0: Mm. Which, all right, I don't know if that should be in a science book, but okay, mm. it's not my school. How did uh, what was the transition like? going into into high school, because you said you went there from 1st to 8th grade, right? And then you went to what high school did you go to? Bradford. Oh, okay. So So that's a little bit of culture shock, I'm not going to lie. Okay. The, I
1: don't know, the biggest switch up for me, because at Freedon's like you didn't go to different classrooms, different teachers just went to the classrooms, Mm. so you just stayed in one. So yeah, in high school when you're trying to find classrooms all day, that, yeah, first week or two was a little rough.
0: Mm. And then uh, population-wise it's probably a little different too. With so oh many yeah, different cultures.
1: Yeah, I think Freedon's had a class of maybe two hundred people, mm-hmm. like uh, the entire school, and that's all white kids, just all white kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Bradford, yeah, definitely. I mean, but it was fun though. It's I could not imagine going to another Lutheran school for high school because mm-hmm. the uh, school they're trying to send you to, Shoreland. I had friends that went there. Oh, if there was a rumor that you smoked pot at a party, they would suspend you. Oh, wow! Like stuff like that. Like one girl I knew ended up getting pregnant. They expelled her from the school because that's what you should do to a uh, to a single young about to be mother is stop giving them an education.
0: Mm, Wow, dang, that's that's nuts. I actually never really uh, you know I went to public school, you know, um, throughout throughout it all. So I'd never even thought about that aspect of. Having you know, I, I suppose the religious component in, intertwined with schooling. <laughs> so things that even weren't a part of school would affect you at yeah. school. Yeah, oh, that's, it's wow, that's a lot of pressure.
1: Got got yelled at in class because I played. Have you ever played Diablo Two?
0: Oh yeah. Let's talk to my friend
1: about Diablo Two. I got yelled at by the teacher because uh, she claimed that. Satan was trying to control us through the video games. Like it's a game where you kill Satan. <laughs> like I don't you've never played it before. You should play it. It's a lot of fun. I pick the barbarian a lot.
0: <laughs> but looking at the cover, it's evil. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's that must be um man, that must It's really... over
1: controlling mm. and I think that kind of pushes people like rebel. Mm. Is
0: that why is that why you kind of Gotten to the realm that you're in, kind of in a way, like cause well, that was more comedy- just.
1: I feel like my parents failed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, because your comedy is, I like, I enjoyed the com at least from what I saw. Yeah. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I mean, the it show. definitely
1: gets blue collar. You know,
0: mm. like you, you just don't hold punches, and you kind of you, well, you seem to. Especially say- the hat trick
1: show that like that was repeat offenders. I purposely made a show where you were supposed to be dirty, half on with it, mm. which I don't know. I still like the concept of the show. might change the name in the future. Mm,
0: yeah. Uh, I found out repeat offenders
1: <laughs> turned some people off. <laughs> Remember at the... Because, uh, the, I, I mean, with any show, you hang up flyers around town. Uh, and, of course, like, best spot for flyers, bathroom. Sounds yeah. weird, but right, right. you're in the bathroom, yeah, you look at a, the flyer. A flyer for repeat offenders. Isn't yeah, no. There's, <laughs> I found a couple places where, like, they had moved the flyer out of the bathrooms. I'm like, all right, I can't be mad. That makes sense. It makes sense. Right, the funny thing, I remember for one of the flyers, because uh, I used my buddy's actual mug shot on there because mm. uh, he got arrested for uh, pot paraphernalia. Mm. Didn't even have weed, just had an empty pipe. And there he was in Milwaukee, and they were like, eh, we got to arrest you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Dang. I used his actual mug shot from that for the show. And I uh, remember one of the posters, somebody with lipstick drew a giant heart around oh. him. I'm like, all right, that's weird, but whatever. Somebody likes him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's... So, what got you into comedy in general? you know because I, I you know you're hosting this show that's going on next friday at at public, but yeah. what got you into like because i yeah. a lot of people are like, "Oh, I could be a comedian, I think I'm funny, I could go out there and right. you never get the courage to actually yeah go no on stage, the stage
1: fright is a that is a big thing, and even if you got the courage to get up there, I found with some people all it takes is one bad set, and they never want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I have definitely seen that before. But uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. In school, people always said I was funny. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends who told me I should do comedy. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, like that's not a career you like pursue. Mm-hmm. But then I think I was like, I think I was 24. The first time I did, I reached that. Remember, I did Shrooms one time, and I had that existential crisis of like, ah, oh, you have no discernible talents. Uh, <laughs> this, we don't know how long this train's gonna last on the rails. You should try something, and yeah, started looking at uh, open mics in the area. I just Googled open bikes and like the first one that popped up was, uh, the comedy cafe in Milwaukee, mm. which is now closed. That was the first place I ever did com- That was actually one of my favorite places to do comedy at, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's one of those things. Took the leap. It went well. The, f- like the first like four or five months, it went amazingly. So like, yeah, you get that ego in your head like, ah, I'm the shit. Right. Then, uh. I had a friend who told me his uh, his uh, buddy's band wanted a comedian in between shows, and I'm or when they're setting up, I'm like, all right, I can do that. Didn't ask any details, didn't ask anything. I'm like, just where's the show at? Uh, ended up being with a bunch of juggalos at a trailer park. It was a it was a weird time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different juggalos. I mean, good people. I know. Oh, some they
1: can ju- be, but yeah. it's just not what I was expecting because yeah. it's like it wasn't a stage, just a bunch of pallets in the yard, and I'm like, all right, this is not what I was expecting, <laughs> right? Uh, Right as I was up next, the cops end up coming and telling everybody to shut the hell up. <laughs> Which is funny, because one, uh, one of the guys, what was his name? I want to say his was Bloody Ruckus. Mm. He was standing on the garage rapping. Somebody was like, man, keep it down. The cops are about to show up. And just like out of a movie, second he says, man, fuck the police, two cops come <laughs> around the corner and just go, fucking seriously? <laughs> And he literally climbed out off the garage. So he's like, I'm sorry, sir. I was just trying to impress my friends. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh. But then, of course, when the cops left, they changed to, I told the cops, fuck you to their faces. And I'm like, mm, that's not what I saw, but whatever. But then as the cops leave, they're like, okay, Jordan, you go up. And I'm like, what? Like, they just told us the, qu- they're like, no, it's cool. There won't be any base or anything. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah. Uh, and like, but of course, like when the cops came, like half the crowd just dipped Dude, because right. why wouldn't they? Right. I w- so yeah, it's Dang. just telling jokes in a half empty yard <laughs> into the darkness. And about. The first 10 minutes was going good, uh, but exactly at the 10 minute mark, a neighbor a couple houses down yelled, Are you guys going to shut the fuck up yet? <laughs> Which I think counts as my first heckle. I think that was my first heckle. <laughs> sounds about right did you have anything for him or i was i was just weirded out to still be like i was like the cops just came i don't want to be on stage when they come back right. like uh because you know
0: they're gonna like head straight to the stage yeah it's like whoever's on the microphone that's who we're taking
1: yeah, probably at <laughs> that and the homeowner like those two people are gone right. no, no that, i know that i just i was like all right i'm just gonna do one or two more and get out of here because it's like you got to learn to pull the ripcord you got to got to learn when to end it. It's like poker. You got to fold it eventually.
0: It's uh, how's it been like trying to cultivate a scene here, you know, because there's you spoke of Milwaukee. I know Madison has a, a pretty robust Oh no, they community. got a huge
1: uh, scene going. Milwaukee's but pretty decent. Yeah, it's where
0: a, we are, we're kind of in a weird spot where I mean, we're close enough to get to Milwaukee and Chicago, yeah. but there's still like a lot of land in between.
1: No, 100%. It's know. uh I don't know. It's weird because I've tried. I've tried running open mics before because I was really hoping to get more people from Kenosha interested in doing comedy, the want to take the stage. But all that really happened was just people from the surrounding areas just came in. Mm. Uh, I mean, not a bad thing. It's good to be able to pull people like that. But mm. it was. Uh, I don't know. Not what I, not what I was expecting because yeah, Kenosha. If you're producing, it's a good place because yeah, it's easy to pull people from all around because you're in the middle of everything. Mm but I don't know. It's uh, Comedy open mics are weird because they attract both the best and worst people on the planet. Mm. It's uh, a lot of people when they get into the comedy, it's that point. They're either at a dark mo- point in their life or they're like bored and just want to try a new hobby. There's not a lot in between, it seems.
0: Mm. You might have like one or two people that come out where it's like they knew they were like destined to go that route opposed to like, I feel like I'm in a rut right now, and I need a stage to say all of this dark stuff that (laughs) I've been thinking about. I feel like I'm so funny, I need to get on stage because I'm so hilarious. Oh, you
1: definitely get the people with the ego. That is, that's real. That's real. I believe it. It, uh, I don't know, it attracts all sorts, which that is nice, because it's good to see the variety. But with that, you also get the bad parts, where the person who, like, yeah, wants to go up and, like, yeah, Tell a bunch of like rape jokes, and it's like, mm, I don't know if I would have done that your first time on stage, <laughs> but whatever.
0: It's like, where did that come from? There, like, right, yeah, have it's you been uh, Harboring that like deep down, or?
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a fine line you have to walk. It's uh. I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, you said you're a comedy fan. We've all heard comedians make a joke where they're like, mm, like, no one else could talk about right. that. Like, you found the way to make it funny enough where you just got away with it. It's weird to find that balance. Like, it definitely. Definitely takes work.
0: Mm, definitely, yeah, and I I feel like it's especially nowadays where it's easy to it's easy to have a platform or seem like you have a platform because you know with the internet and everything everyone has access to a certain extent and then also there's a lot of emulation that goes on. Oh and yeah, hundred percent. It seems like you know. There's a, there's a void that needs to be filled when it comes to I say like darker comedy and there's a lot of people that are doing well because they've gone kind of you said like the darker route or the the less PC route or whatever oh. it may be but you get yeah. a lot of people More that blue collar I guess yeah yeah or, yeah or p- exactly blue collar just yeah you know, normal especially being in the Midwest like there's certain tropes or whatever you want to call them that you know probably will work in, in, in a certain area, right?
1: Well, yeah, you got to read the room.
0: Yeah, but then we also have, like, I don't know, you you hear about, like, cancer, cancel culture and all of this stuff on the Internet a lot, yeah. especially when it comes to, like, comedy podcasts. It seems mm-hmm. to be maybe, like, one of, the, I'll say, top five topics that kind of comes up. It gets
1: up. brought up a lot. Well, I mean, because a lot of people do get canceled, but a lot of times you look at it, it's like, yeah, maybe you should have said that. Like, maybe... Could have been more tactful. Mm. It's uh, I don't know. It's because I'm on the same. You should you can you should be able to joke about almost anything. It's like how doing it properly though. Like yeah, maybe maybe lose any racial slurs you were planning on saying that or mm. don't attack a spit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, there's like a there's a uh, you have to, people need to be I, or at least I would in my opinion I think should be more strategic about how how they're approaching things yeah. and then. Using optics, I think, is a, is a big thing, too, to kind of, you know, like saying racial slurs especially like you know like having people drop we'll just use the n bomb just yeah. because you know uh, I've seen
1: comedians do that before and I'm like mm. and it's like well, I get, I should say white comedians and I'm like mm,
0: it's not. like I get why you feel like you should be able to say it and I suppose in a way I shouldn't be offended in the context in which you like you've said it but then optically it just is like yeah I, I, like. I mean
1: I've heard jokes done before where it just strangely worked but it's like I'm not going to try that like mm-hmm. I don't think I have a joke funny enough where that would work. <laughs>
0: no, I, I I feel that, and like I don't know, but then I also like I, me personally, I love comedy that kind of like makes your like makes that, you question like things, the, like the head explode comedy, yeah. type stuff. No, that like, was always
1: my favorite kind too, the kind where you're like, like, did he really just say that? But
0: or, it <laughs> like how how can I refute that? Type yeah, of scenario. For exa- just to like bring like a quick example, so. At public, Jamie Kennedy was just here, so I, you know, I stopped yeah. by the Jamie Kennedy show. Um, it was me and one other person that, in the crowd that had happened, you know, to be black people. <laughs> so there, uh, I, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but a subject came up where someone was heckling him about the subject because they were talking about a certain individual, and and they didn't like their stance on the individual. So they asked me about the person because, you know, the the opinion that was kind of being expoused was the only one that could honestly answer the question would be me because I <laughs> I was black. And I responded in a way that they weren't they didn't expect me to respond. They thought I I suppose I would automatically take their side, in which I I didn't. And they ended up leaving the show because oh, wow. there's this like a, a like a gotcha moment where it's like, oh, you thought Right. You He's the like, joke you have to be gonna, on my side. You thought the joke wasn't going to work, but the joke did work. Because the only person that could really validate the joke in actuality was me, and then I validated the joke. So, so, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. You,
1: there's always that one person who just, they want to be offended just for the sake of being offended, but I, I can't imagine that's a happy person going through life.
0: Yeah, I, I think things are... Uh, Things aren't as serious most of the time as people make them seem, right? Or at least there's only so much you can control. Things, so you can only really care so much. Like you, of course, care about certain oh, yeah. things, but like acting like certain things are like the the end of the world in your in your position in your life is completely ridiculous. Because realistically, most of these things barely, if at all, affect your life.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's a uh... I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong for one to stick up for other people, but like when it's, uh, I mean, when you yourself don't even know if it's wrong for somebody to say somebody, like, is, are you really in the right? Then to start yelling right off the bat, like, maybe you should ask somebody else first, get some other opinions before you go on the. I don't know. See, so it gets
0: weird. It's been, it's, a, it's a weird it's a weird time, and again, like everyone, you know, in a way, has a platform, so everyone feels you know, obligated to voice yeah. their opinion, and that's why a lot of the time, like, I don't even give my opinion or say stuff about stuff, and, like, a lot of time people are like, you have a platform, why don't you say stuff? It's like, I don't, because I don't yeah. really matter I at mean, the end of the day. Yeah, you know? like,
1: I, I mean, mean to, yeah, you you might be able to, I mean, people agree with you, but at the end of the day, if somebody's mind's made up, it's not going to change, unfortunately. Exactly. It's, uh, I don't know, yeah, with social media, everyone just feels like, well, if I can get my voice out there, I should, and
0: and I mean, when, I, when go, I was
1: younger, I did too. But now that I'm older, I'm like, look, I'm not changing the world. It's okay. there's so many times I've typed something up. I'm like, nope, let's just. I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Let's just delete
0: that. Right. And also, I mean, it might also be that we're jaded millennials. <laughs> that could be too, because like we're at the point now where it's like we've been we've been around for you know we've been adults for a while now. Right. You know, we've kind of been waiting back for our turn, and it's like, you don't, you don't want to give us our turn, I guess. And right. It's just like, all right, well, oh. I guess all of this stuff is just going to be however you guys yeah. want it to be, and oh. we'll just sit back and...
1: My favorite thing about that is is a meme where it's like, why are, why are millennials so depressed? And it's like, I don't know, we watched 2,000 people die on TV when we were 10, and just <laughs> things never got better. I'm like, oh, that, that hits a little close to home.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, that happened the day after my birthday, Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, I was just like, oh, yes. I was in the seventh grade. Freaking, I'm. you know, when it's your birthday, it's like the day happened. Yeah, it's your day. The day happened, but it didn't really happen. And then the next day, I'm like, all right, back to reality. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll never forget that. That
1: That was, was I think I was in sixth grade. It's like the first day I stayed home from school that year. And boom, I'm like, oh, shit, that was... It's a weird time. But I'm kind of glad I was at home because, yeah, from what I'm told, they just brought everyone in the church to start praying. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I missed that. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> glad I missed that.
0: Yeah. Right <laughs> now, I kind of just need to. Yeah, I, what, I walked in the homeroom and then in seventh grade, walked in the homeroom and then everybody's just like, what is going on? And they just sort of, I don't know. Like, I, I understand playing it on television for us all to watch, but they literally had, like, the news on and just, like, yeah. left it on and didn't... Like, we weren't being taught anything. We were literally just watching what was going on. I mean... Probably needed... probably traumatizing.
1: Oh, it definitely was. But I it, I think it almost needed to be done, though, because, like, look at how long that moment is still, like, oh, yeah, impacted. Like That definitely kind of changed the course of America, like... The, coming years
0: yeah we're even looking at it like right now with yeah. the whole situation you yeah know, the we'll, pulling
1: out of afghanistan yeah. and all it's uh yeah no i mean none of us could have realized at the time that 20 years down the road we were still gonna be seeing uh sure we were
0: kids man yeah yeah yeah
1: you, <laughs> you're, you're like i've only been alive for 10 years you can't imagine another 20 down the road right like, that's that's an infinity from now. It's.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about, dang, there was supposed to be a social this weekend on Friday. Right. Dang, right. Oh, I think they're canceling that.
1: Uh, they canceled the damn dance. <laughs> dang, it.
0: dang it. You know, because at that time, like, how do you really comprehend, you know? And then yeah. you kind of just, you know? I mean, at some of it you can comprehend seeing, you know, people jumping out and all oh, that yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel weird about that just because it's like, man, I was... I don't know. I was, how old was I in 2001? 12. How old 11? Oh, I just, I just turned 13 because I was in the 7th grade, yeah, and it was the day after my birthday because uh, I have a September birthday, so my birthday was always in the beginning of the year, so I would have been like a fresh 13 years old.
1: Oh. Well, I'll never just, forget just your birthday beca- now after this conversation. A,
0: just became a man. <laughs> I was supposed to do, that was my, right, my rites of passage, I suppose. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Ooh. Mm. you're Right. Yeah, most, most other places it's like, "Oh, you got to shoot a deer or something." It's like, "Now you got to you got to watch 9/11." Oh shit. Oh, that got
0: dark. <laughs> oh man. All right, so that got yeah. Dark. <laughs> so the so the comedy show, man. Like um, cuz again, like that's the great thing about comedy because you can you can take scenarios that are incredibly dark or traumatizing for some people at times or even for the comedian themselves. And you know, find the light in it, and find a way to kind of you know deal with everything that that happened, and yeah. unpack it, and kind of look back at it, and maybe even learn something from it.
1: No, oh, definitely, it's always nice when somebody can take like a dark moment of their life. Like I've I've heard somebody, I've heard more than a few people make fun of their like almost like life or death moments, and it's uh I don't know, it's weird to be able to like live through that, and then be like, no, nah, it was actually funny. Yeah.
0: I mean you got to be able to find the humor you in, do. in you know the light in the darkness and oh, yeah. I, I think humor is probably the lightest thing that you could try to well, search definitely. for in darkness
1: well also yeah, something enough traumatizing happens, you definitely get that gallows humor going it's uh I definitely get it,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think uh, an issue I always had, too, like kind of growing up, maybe it's just like a nervous thing. It's like whenever I was in trouble, I would always like nervously laugh about what was going on. Right. So I've always had like this strange relationship with, with humor. Like, because I always like felt like I was, not to say I was made made to feel bad about it, but it was always like, why are you, you are in trouble. Like, why are you laughing about what's going on? But it was just like a reaction.
1: It's, a, it's a weird defense mechanism, but it works. Yeah. I don't know, it's a... Uh... I don't know. I always learned as a kid, yeah, if you're either quiet or funny, you get in trouble less, it's just easier. Yeah, yeah. Either shut up or make somebody laugh. Those are the two
0: best options. <laughs> so the show, man, uh, so we're talking, talking out in public, a stand-up comedy show, the first show uh, that Crimson Jester Productions has put on since... Since before we, the pandy. Yeah, before the pandy, before the beer flu came and messed everybody's <laughs> lives up. Uh, so you're going to have six hilarious comedians... Uh, and a, a band playing. Yeah, like-
1: I literally got my favorite comedians that I personally enjoy. So, uh, yeah, I'll come from Milwaukee, Chicago. Uh, oh, me and Ricky Mader are from Kenosha, but you got to you got to have a Kenosha comic yeah. or two on a Kenosha show. What? Dan so- Nielsen is definitely he's on there. He's one of my favorite. He's like a seventy year old man, king of the one liners though. He has mm. the best one liners I have ever heard. My favorite one I've ever heard him say was uh, "premature babies—they're a handful." <laughs> it's like, oh my god! My buddy looked at me. He's like, "We could spend the next 20 years writing. You're, we're never going to write a joke like as efficiently worded as that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> just broken down like no no extra meat on the bone just every word is every there word's needed
1: you couldn't clean it up anymore if you tried
0: <laughs> man that's awesome so you so you have him that's uh, Dan Nielsen
1: Dan Nielsen
0: oh man and then uh, of course we have you have uh,
1: Giovanni Diaz uh, actually yeah he's from Waukegan he uh, he hosts the Lobo Den podcast he has a bunch of comedians on all the time oh nice yeah really funny Gary Zadjakowski from Milwaukee uh I love him because he again he goes he has the dark humor mm. definitely goes blue collar but I'm a fan of it
0: nice
1: then uh, Dana Ehrman. Airman Airman's headlining that's how you say that one nice and uh, yeah hilarious definitely a very unique delivery mm. it's uh, it's gonna be a good time then Spirit Shakers I don't know if you ever seen them. High energy band. Mm. Figure to end things off with music. Keep the crowd around. Keep them drinking,
0: having a good time. All right, all right. You know, get people pumped to have some more bits and pieces and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Nice definitely man that sounds great i mean that sounds like a dope lineup i've seen like i've seen you and you coming in hosting the show coming in between bringing Mm -hmm. everybody up probably you know dropping some dropping some jokes in between keeping everybody warm and all that stuff too going on i think uh i've seen you i've seen ricky before as well so i know i know you guys you know you both do a great job and i'm excited to see Everybody else on the lineup, like, like I told you, man, I, I love comedy. I'm glad that there's shows going on. I'm glad that we can have shows. Oh, yeah. And, yes. like, uh, kind of just to bring it back to, like, that uh, Jamie Kennedy show, he enjoyed himself here. Like, the crowd that we had in there was, like, it was a good crowd. That's, uh,
1: that's actually how they've been bringing in a lot, of, a lot of big names. Like, they had Tammy. I think Tammy Pescatelli was the first one. Mm. She apparently had an amazing time, so she, like, gave the word to her agent. Mm. Uh, that's how they booked Todd Berry because she was oh, like, nice. "I had an amazing time there." He's like, "Yeah, I want to go there then." Fucking mm. then, yeah. After Todd Berry, they had Jamie Kennedy. I have no idea who they're gonna have next.
0: Yeah, like as long as well, like things keep going, yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't think it, like, it, to me, it doesn't matter as long as things keep happening. Exactly. It, as long as, like, we have a scene. And he mentioned, like, man, you guys could really have a scene if you guys keep things going. Yeah. And that's why I'm pumped to see, you know, yeah. like, not, not long after, you got your show going, and I'm sure you're going to keep things going and well, bringing people and stuff. So, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm excited to see, because, I mean, this Kenosha needs hundred percent. Oh, yeah, need, it's, you know, uh, it's been a, a wild year. There's a the lot of hand,
1: music so. here, which is not a bad thing. People also need to laugh. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, uh, the funny thing about the Todd Berry thing is because, like, I had a history of producing shows at public. So, like, a bunch of comedians I know saw the Todd Berry thing. They thought I booked them. Mm. So, everyone was reaching out to me to try and get on that show. I was like, I can't get you on Todd Berry. Like, I'm not <laughs> not that guy.
0: Mm. Well, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But soon, man. One of these days, I'll book you know, Berry. These <laughs> shows, man. I think I mean, just keep keep going, man. Keep doing the shows, and I mean, you had you you had things going. You had a you know a forced hiatus, but now you're yeah. we're back in action. So man, I'm excited to see where Crimson Jester Productions oh, goes, man.
1: The worst part is I pulled I pulled shows like a couple of weeks early before they shut everything down just out of safety. I was hoping it's going to be like a month or two thing. Mm-hmm. Year and a
0: half later, <laughs> right, right, right. here we are back right. at it, man. Finally, how can people uh, how can people get tickets? Uh, tickets? Oh,
1: uh, well, they they have an Eventbrite page mm-hmm. uh, if. I don't know how to but beyond clicking on a link. I'm sure if you just go to Eventbrite, search out in public, mm. probably pop up. I know there's still tickets left. Otherwise, uh, you can buy a ticket at the door. But
0: okay. so at the door at Public Brewery, show starts at what time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. August 27th, this Friday coming up. It's going to be a great show. 15 bucks for the tickets. It is, and um, there are limited seatings.
1: First 50 people at the building, or er, so. We have to turn away people. We might have to turn away people, but
0: so make sure you guys get there early if you want to go. And then uh, there is an an Eventbrite page as well. Uh, do you have the Do you have the link on your on your page?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if if you go to Facebook, if you go to Crimson Jester Productions, mm. uh, anytime I posted the event, I always include the Eventbrite link. Perfect. Otherwise, if you click on the event. There should be a Find Tickets button that'll bring you to the Eventbrite page, too, so.
0: All right, well then.
1: There are multiple ways you guys should be able to find it. So
0: you should go to the Crimson Jester Productions Facebook page, like the page, follow the page, and then find the post with the link, Order your tickets again. It's exclusive. There's only 50 seats, so get your tickets early. Otherwise, you may not be able to see the show. I'll be there, so I'll be saying hello to people before the show, probably as well. Um, and man, enjoying some great comedy here in Kenosha, because that's what we need. Jordan, man, I appreciate you coming through. Coming appreciate and you having me. On. You, man, of course, anytime, anytime. Um, also, <clears throat> let's shout out your other page. Paulie's Pro Picks. Paulie's Pro Picks, My photography
1: page. Anyone uh, needs
0: any photography.
1: Do amazing work. Mostly live events. Mm. Uh, I mean, last year turned into all protests. I was uh, had to have to shift gears a bit. That was new. It
0: happens.
1: But I definitely have a. It definitely l- made me think on my feet more. It's uh, that was uh, that kind of chaos keeps you on your toes. It's good to have that kind of uh, be able to handle that.
0: Yeah, it kind of like you said, it keeps you on your toes. It makes you more innovative too. Yeah. In a way. It's like, how am I going to navigate this? Like, exactly. You never like you never know what's going to be the thing that kind of gets you, gets you going. But once you start going, then you're just like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the exactly. next thing? What's the next thing?
1: Get that momentum going. Then you just don't stop.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Man. Well, Jordan, Pauly, thank you so much for stopping in. I definitely appreciate it. Um, again, folks out there, Crimson Jester Productions and Public Craft Brewery They are going to bring you this Friday, August 27th, for only $15 a ticket, out in public, a stand-up comedy show. It's a show you're not gonna wanna miss. Uh, We're gonna have, of course, the show hosted by Jordan Pauly himself, uh, but we're gonna have features from Ricky Madeja, Dan Nielsen, uh, we have Gary zachakowalski
1: zaschakowski that Z- is a that is a hard last name <laughs>
0: uh, Giovanni Diaz, and the headliner is going to be dana er- erman airman 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 like yeah.
1: like jordan it's uh, it 's pronounced a little differently than how it looks <laughs> right,
0: nice. but hey a powerhouse lineup it 's going to be amazing you 're not going to want to miss it so again, thank you so much, Jordan for stopping in and talking to me. I've been, yeah, your host, anytime. I've been your host, Corey Elijah. Make sure you guys stop by Crimson Jester Productions on Facebook. Give them a like and pick up your tickets for the show. Until then, I've been your good, ho- your good friend and host, Corey Elijah. We're out of here. Peace.
1: Good seeing you. <laughs>